Hey everyone, welcome to the 104th episode of the Invincibly Supermassive Comic Book Podcast of Stuff. I am Tony Guerrero, Editor-in-Chief of ComicVine.com, and joining me again, Matt, Inferior Ego Elfring. The uh, the Editor-in-Chief of FullHouseFanFiction.gov. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. Going that, great. That, I think that's, that site's taken. That, that domain. By the, by the government. Yeah. So uh, each, each week, it's, it's, I'm always like, maybe we're not going to do an episode next week. You know, we'll do a skip week or something like that. But then, actually, I, I told you that the other day. I was like, you know, maybe we're not going to do it. But there's like so much TV. It was like all the TV is yeah. coming back now. Because for a while, we had like nothing, like over the, the holidays. And now we made a whole episode last talking about one episode of a show. Yeah. So we had, but before we talk about shows, I guess um, we get a little little in depth on Fantastic Four trailer that came out. Fantastic I guess it would have been last Four. week. So we probably talked about this some on on the weekly podcast, but um, I figure we can go a little more in depth here. Um, what we didn't do, like we did for Ant Man, you know, we, we we talked about this. You you mentioned it, and Greg also mentioned it to me. It's like we, we didn't do a you know Comic Vine's reaction, like what, what we all think of it. Yeah. And part of the reason is I was I don't really feel a whole lot towards it. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. I just I just watched it again to get a refresher before we start talking about mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> I just hey, you know, have it on mute. Um Well what well, you go first. What did what did you I guess, think about, or, I mean, well, I know you're kind of in the middle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess as far as like the music that like slow, calming music and, you know, yeah, city and the countryside and all that, I kind of feel like, you know, we, we've seen that before and it's talking about yeah. like mankind, like wanting to do this and, you know, reach the stars and go with this. And, you know, we're just getting these different cut scenes. And so that right there didn't really scream out anything and let me just say i mean it, it's not a horrible teaser you know i i'm i'm i i guess i'm just so kind of indifferent to the whole thing i think i'm just trying yeah. to be like cautiously neutral where you know i'm not gonna get any like hopes up and you know and i you know i don't want to just sit and you know spit all over it and rage and and all that so you know we, we we're, we're getting just a glimpse of what because this is a, a new world for us you know movie yeah. movie world because it has nothing to do with the previous ones and it's nothing to do with obviously with the, the marvel studios cinematic universe so we're, we're getting a taste of this and i guess the hard part is is you know when you have to establish that new universe that like you know it it just looks so plain so average and yeah. and, and maybe that's what they want to go you know showing that you know this big world is different stuff so I mean, just just all of that. It it I mean, and it is a teaser, you know. So we we don't really see a lot. There there are some elements of like the ultimate Fantastic Four from Ultimate Universe. Yeah, definitely. So th- that that there's that that advantage going on to it. It's like okay, uh, let's let's see what they can do with that. Because like as as was brought up last week, it was it always seemed like the Ultimate Universe was kind of trying to kickstart things again you know jumpstart or whatever for a a more new reader friendly movie you know going audience and all that so with with the ultimate universe ultimate fantastic four there's there's some things that would translate better to the traditional fantastic four's origin you know you're, you're not going to get some guy trying to build a spaceship to you know reach the stars before you know those pesky russians because you know all that stuff's so irrelevant now yeah, and and they don't even go with the idea of, of building a spaceship because one, it's kind of crazy. You don't just build a spaceship, and and you know what what kind of spaceship are you going to try to build? I just heard it's like it's, it's like some dude going to Mars. Did you hear anything about that? I haven't been keeping up on my space news this I week because it's keeping, been very busy. I heard, like I thought I heard that like some guys planning a tr- they're planning a trip to Mars and the guy's going to live there for a year. But it's like how long is it going to take him to get there? You know, it'll take him. Um, Oh God! I, I don't remember how long it takes, but so was it so, nine months to get to the to get to Mars originally? Oh, I can't remember how long it took the um robot. Oh God, correct me, please, in the comments. I hope he has like <laughs> a lot of batteries for his Game Boy or something. Or <laughs> he's bringing an old school Game Boy. And he's yeah. gonna have two backpacks 
full of double uh, A batteries. Yeah. Well, all he needs is Tetris and or something. I don't know, Super Mario Land. So, you know, if if we if that's a possibility, you know, if if we're building ships or whatever that can do that, and you know, we we got you know the the all the everything out there for there to have a group of people like oh, I'm going to build this experimental space. You know, you can't do that in a, in a movie because that that's it's outdated. Yeah. So it's it's cool that they're going with that. You know, they they do have a glimpse of or assume is is Reed and when he's a kid and you know might be with Ben, you know, doing some experiments or whatever. <clears throat> and then you know as, as they're going into the the testing facilities, you know, they're working for the government. One it, it's kind of weird. It's like you you have these young kids doing this experiment and I guess if if it if I recall the Ultimate Fantastic 4 correctly, where you know there is this scientific organization, or whatever, or or the, the storm's father, you know he he was a scientist there, and and you know the, the kids are really smart, so I get that that you know there's going to be some involvement with them, but it's like I question it's like how old are are they all? Because you know we yeah. we see um, there's that one scene in front of the computer where the um, I forget her name, um, Sue Storm. Well, I meant the actress. I forget her name. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you know she's she's obviously doing something. You know, so it's not like she's you know like a sixteen year old or eighteen year old, and so maybe they're all in their twenties. You know, I don't know how much they're, they're trying to stretch things out, but it's like you know they're they're going to obviously do this big crazy experiment, and they're putting these young people. You know, so like, are they trained for this? You know, if if there's you know probably billions of dollars involved in this research facility, and let's just put these kids in there and. Send them off into this negative zone or end zone or whatever they're they're calling it. So you know we have that, and you know that that's fine and all. So, but it's like still, it's like the trailer. It's like it, it's not. There's not really like a hook that's like like making me want to see that. And maybe it's because it is still early. It is still a teaser that you know we don't really see any like special effects really. You know yeah. they they like cut cut away before you know Reed can can stretch out. We kind of get a glimpse at at the thing at Ben Grimm turning into the thing or something like that. We kind of see Johnny you know flame up a little bit, but that's about it. And obviously, they don't want to show us too much at once since it is just a teaser. But it 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 felt like it. I mean, it kind of was a tease, I guess, if you look at that way. But it didn't really like scream at me like like whoa man, I want to see this because you know you think about like like the the Star Wars teaser. Which that was like a bunch of clips of you know who knows what, but that still you know you got excited seeing that, yeah. You know, you know so this, so I, I'm just just very indifferent. I know I, I kind of sound like <laughs> I'm ragging on it, but I, it's just that you know for a teaser, it's it should get you excited, and I'm just not overly excited. It, it looks better than I thought, you know, because mm-hmm. obviously we all had low expectations when we're hearing all the different crazy stories. Super low expectations. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe again, I'm, I'm trying to be cautious with that by, by still having low expectations where it's just like, yeah, you know, I'm not excited about this. So, uh, you know, I'll still go and see it. Of course. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, for, I- for me, like the trailer <clears throat> just on its own, it does seem like a, you know, kind of a cool science fiction movie. And, um, I've been pretty vocal about how much, Every time I hear something about this movie, how, how stupid I think it is. But I, I don't know. Like even watching it again, I'm like, it, it looks interesting. Like you have you have my attention. That's more than I thought they were going to do, especially since, you know, the last two Fantastic Four films, like everybody says they like the first one. I don't think either of those are very good. There's elements from there that I like. But so sure, Doom's a hacker, whatever. But like, yeah, I'll, I'm going to see it. I'm definitely going to see it much like you. And I mean, I love science fiction, so the way this trailer was cut really appeals to me. Um, but we always had to keep in mind, much like when I talked about the Ant-Man trailer, like people that work at the studios, like that worked on the movie, do not cut the trailers. They just give footage to a random dude who just is like this, 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 push it out to, you know, television and the movie theaters. But um, I'm, I'm actually pretty optimistic about the movie, a lot more than I thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, I, cause I, I know it's not going to be the movie that I, I would want, and I don't even know if you could really do the movie that I would want, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, and I mean, we really we have to keep in mind, and this is something comic book fans do not want to hear ever. Comic book movies are not made for comic book fans. Uh-huh. They're made for mainstream audiences. Yep. I mean, so it's not for us. So that's why I like to keep kind of an open mind going into comic book films. Yeah. And that's why you can have what's Michael B. Jordan. Is it a B? 
Yes, because Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah. So, I mean, Michael B. Jordan, yeah, I mean, he, he's a great actor. And, you know, he's, he, is. he seems like a very charming guy, um, especially when he's on Ridiculousness. Um, <laughs> yeah. That show I haven't watched in, in a while. Um, so, it, you know, and I, I don't know if, if, if the outrage amongst the comic community is still there with, with that. You know, for me, I'm just like, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm kind of beyond that. We, we've talked about it before where... You know, I, I do feel, and not not as a racism thing, you know, I do feel if you're adapting a character, it should be the race of the character, you know, and regardless if they're white, black, Asian, Hispanic, and whatever. So the fact that they they cast him, all right, that that's fine. And, you know, if, if they're going to make, you know, Sue Rich, Sue Storm adopted, okay, that, you know, I'll, I'll accept that. Make some changes. You, you know, you have to make changes for the movies. You can't do things exactly the same. That's fine. But imagine, I mean, would it have been better or would it have been worse for the people, the angry people, racist people, whatever you want, or just uh, people who, I don't, I don't necessarily want to say everyone that's outrageous racist. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe no, not, not everyone. I no. mean, some people do make a valid complaints. I mean, it's, it's like, a, you know, like I said, I, I, I don't feel like I'm a racist, but, you know, I, yeah, I, I think Johnny Storm should have been a white dude, but, you know, I, I that he's not. I'm assuming that they're like, hey, this guy is a great actor. Let's let's cast him. Let's put him in there. And great. You know, I'm all for that. But what if they would have put uh, like Chris Evans? <laughs> <laughs> I you know, I, I did. Well, I'll, I'll pause which is what I was just about to say. Um, I did because my daughter hasn't seen the other Fantastic Four movies yet. And I always debate because, yeah. you know, they're not the best thing, obviously, but they are still comic book movies. Yeah. And so after I showed her the trailer and that, and, and, you know, she, she knows a fantastic four a little bit, you know, we haven't really watched an, any of the animated series or anything, but I, I think most of her knowledge is from Chris Russo's mini Marvels. Cause she, she like stole, oh, yeah. she stole all my, my, my trade collections of those. And there might've the, I don't know if members of fantastic four run superhero squad, but she hasn't watched that since she was like five. So I don't know how much, but that's where she was first introduced to a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. So I, then I showed her, the trailer for the first Fantastic Four, and she's like watching everything like that. And then when they show Chris, she's like, she's just kind of looking like her head kind of tilted. She's like, that Captain America? I was like, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> like, and, and he was in this other comic book movie called <coughs> The Losers, and he was in Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, him and uh, Ryan Reynolds in tons of comic book movies. Yeah. And so, but again, okay, going back to what I was going to say, what if they had cast a black actor as Reed Richards? Do you think I wouldn't care? I mean, I mean, no, I, I'm saying it's for the people who are outraged, would they be more outraged or would they be less? Because then they say, OK, now you can have Sue and Johnny being, you know, both the same nationality, whatever, same race and their, their sisters. And so, so it's all that. But then where people are going to get angry. Because now you're going to have a black man as the leader of the team. Heaven forbid, you know, you can't have that. It's crazy. And I, I, and then there could be an interracial relationship. Oh my goodness. I, um, and this goes back to what I said earlier about comic books, movies not being made for us as fans. But, um, I, I really think it just goes back to the idea that it, it is really hard to let go of the idea of it's an adaptation, not a direct translation, which are two very different things. Um, cause I was at one time I was in film, like I was a screenwriter in film. Um, and a direct adaptation or sorry, a direct translation doesn't really exist. It's not really a thing. And adaptations are something we always you know, deal with. And it's more than just comic book movies. If you remember when Jurassic Park came out, I remember a lot of my friends really, really mad that the, the movie didn't end the same as the book. Spoiler alert, the island blows up um, in the book. And I, and I remember that, that, that moment I had read the book and I'm like, well, if you do that, you can't have more movies. And they want to make more movies, so you kind of have to change things sometimes. And I know I, – I do agree with some people that I feel there are times where sometimes casting directors are just kind of forcing racial diversity. Yeah, I mean – and that's, that's both good and bad. Yeah. I mean I get that because, you know – and, and you know, to interrupt you. Um, no, no, you're not. You know, it, I, I do – and we've talked about this so many times. You know, there are different people, different races – or ethnicities, whatever, where, you know, they're like, you know, where's the hero for me and all this, you know, I mentioned for me as a Latino, I, I don't care. 
you know, I, I'm not looking, you know, they announced that there's going to be a, a Latina Disney princess or something like that. Great. Doesn't matter. You know, if, if that's what little Latina girls need or want that, that's awesome. But you know, mm-hmm. for me, it hasn't been a problem. And for my daughter, I mean, her favorite princess has always been Belle because, you know, she was smart and she loved to read and, you know, yeah. Um, so I, I get if, if they, when they're, they're casting these movies, if they're trying to do this, like, let's you know let's tweak this a little bit you know because the race isn't always like a big issue and like it like i'm saying with or like with with johnny storm if if it's if he's played by black it doesn't matter as long as it's a good actor that's what what you you care about now there is the point that him and sue are supposed to be siblings and you know you have the different races but then we have the point where okay one was adopted solved you know not not an issue so, so there is that aspect where they have to make this this big change, or not a big change. They have to make this kind of sizable whatever change to the character's history to accommodate for that. Versus, if you say, um, let's see, who who's a character that we like, let's say Doctor Strange, you know, even though he's already been cast, if they would have cast him as some other ethnicity, it wouldn't have really mattered. You know, it wouldn't really change. Who, who if they cast is. him as a black actor, I'd be like, why aren't you just doing a brother voodoo movie? <laughs> well, I know. I mean, let's say if he was Asian or if he was, you know, Latino or something like that, you know, to, to accommodate these other groups of audience. Cause you know, you don't have a lot of that. I mean, you look at the Avengers, they're all white, you know? Yeah. We have Falcon now. Great. Hopefully, you know, he's not in Avengers age of Ultron. Um, War Machine wasn't in the Avengers. Come on now, Marvel. Yeah. Well, I think War Machine's, well, he is in age of Ultron. So yeah. whether he's officially on the team or not and how big of a role, I don't know. But and and you know, of course you have, you know, Nick Fury, which they changed again and people were like, why did you do that? And it's like they did it in a comic and who cares? You know, Sam Jackson's a great actor. Sam Jackson's fantastic. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's fine that you get that mix and and you know, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure where I was going with but this. I, yeah, but it all depends, you know, some people make their claims or their their arguments now, whatever. Like, I don't know, wait and see because Ving Rhames played the Kingpin, and that's mm-hmm. the only good part of Daredevil. I know I've made that, I've said that a million times, but I think it's the best example of like a casting director doing a fantastic job and ignoring the idea that like you have to cast based on race. But but at the um, same time, you know, and we've we've said this before that it, it's like we can be more accepting for a secondary character, you know, or the the villain. But if you got the like if Daredevil was cast, you know, by a black actor, then you might be like. You know, he's supposed to be this, you know, white Irish kid, you know, I, yeah, well, for a character more like, more like that. I mean, you could get away, <clears throat> you maybe could get away with that, but a lot of his character is tied to like Irish New York. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we've talked about this before, I think on the era podcast, there are certain characters where you can't, yeah, I'm sure you could change their race, but it'd be really like Luke Cage, you know, so much of it is tied to his upbringing and, you know, him being a a part of, of New York city and coming from, you know, the rough streets of New York city, like casting a white actor, wouldn't Eminem just have him work out. (laughs) And plus like, I can't, I know that Michael, was it Michael Coulter was cast as Luke Cage. Um, I I still can't imagine anybody, but like Terry Crews, I know he's way too old for it, but so I mean, yeah, it's like, it's like casting Tom Cruise, the last samurai. Um, Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a bad joke. No. Um, so I mean, Fantasy Four looks looks promising. I mean, for for what what we we feared and everything, and mm-hmm. it's I you know we could either just sit and moan and complain or just say hey you know maybe this isn't going to be that bad and and I, I like to hope. I mean, I don't know how involved Mark Miller is in with it because you know he's supposed to be a consultant with Fox and on, on you know their their movies and that. Hopefully, you know, he's he's helping, you know, they're or they're listening to him, you know, steering him, you know, steering the, the movie in, in the right direction and all that. But if not, I don't know. It's, it's like, where where does it get to the point where it's just like, all right, we here's a we got the characters, we got the name. We're just going to do this totally different. I mean, because that's kind of like what the ultimate universe did, you know, changing yeah. the way they got their powers, you know, taking away the spaceship. It's just like, OK, we, we have the names and everything. Now we're going to go here. And, you know, it they. It's like they could do that, especially since, you know, this is at Fox where it doesn't have to fit into the cinematic universe with the other characters. So they can do whatever they want yeah. and and hopefully it will work. But I, for, for me, for me personally, what it boils down to at the end of the day, 
I don't care what you do as long as you give me a good story and you give me good actors and you don't make a giant pile of crap. That's what I want. That's all I care about. Do whatever you want. Make make Spider-Man a 400-pound Asian woman. I don't care. Is it a good story? Good? That's fine. Just give me something I – Give me something entertaining and val- and like that has value and quality. That's what I want. Hmm. And random. It'd be weird if that was still called Spider-Man, though. Well, it was Spider. Whatever. <laughs> you, 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 I mean, you get you get where I'm going. Spider with person. That. Spider person. Uh, I just I just want something good to watch. Yeah, and yeah, and you know, with the Fantastic Four's history, you know, in movies, you know, if we get something that looks neat, it's polished, and has a good story. That's fine. <laughs> Fantastic Four has the worst history of movies out of any franchise. Yeah. Worse than Batman. Yeah. So is that Roger Corman one? Oof. I still haven't seen that, but I did see the scene where he's during the limo or whatever. Oh, that's like, the final scene of the movie. It's and so he's like bad. waving. It's like, oh goodness. Like you remember Fox's Generation X? Yeah. You remember how like that that had like a really low budget feel to it, mm-hmm. like like it was shot in a warehouse. That's how all of Corman's uh, Fantastic Four feels. Like. Who played Banshee in that? Was it someone? Oh, I haven't I haven't seen that since what ninety four when it came out ninety six ninety eight. I I remember it was Finola Hughes who played Emma Frost, who is like a, a like pure brunette, and they you know slapped a blonde wig on her and. I, I was thinking that Banshee was, I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's any known actors in there, you know, cause every once in a while there's like, it's like, wow, that, that actor was in there. Like Ryan Reynolds was in Sabrina, the teenage witch TV uh, movie pilot. Jeremy Ratchford. I don't who, know who that is. Um, I thought there was someone. He was in Jersey boys recently as a police officer. I don't know about that. He's on Hawaii five. Oh, as Chet. <laughs> um, He's in a lot of random stuff. He was on cold case for a while. It's Nick Vera. No, nothing I watched. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find something. <laughs> nothing. That, oh, yeah, there's no one on that show that I recognize. So, and I saw someone um brought up a good question to Tom Brevoort that you know I think Fox has kind or it's, there's been like a, a a mention possibility like oh maybe Fantastic Four and X Men will do a crossover or something like that. So someone asked like, can they do that? Are they allowed to do that? You know, they they have the rights to you know, the different characters and their universes, but can they mesh the two? And um, basically, you know, obviously Tom Brevoort's not involved with the movie rights or, you know, legalities and all that, but he basically said something like it would depend on what the contract says, but he would imagine, you know, there would have to be some sort of discussion over that. I I mean, I I just wonder the same thing, like, you know, we could use the, what we all joke about, you know, Dr. Doom is a blogger, you know, that's whatever. But let's say something like that. Do they have to get approval from Marvel? Like, hey, we're going to do this now. Dr. Doom's no longer a dictator. He's a blogger. Is that okay? Or can they just say, we're going to do this? Dr. Doom's uh, he, he's a dentist now. You know, can they just switch this around? And or like, like saying that, you know, Sue, Rich, Sue Storm, I keep wanting to call her Sue Richards. Sue Storm is adopted now. You know, did, did, did Marvel have to sign off on that? Or it's just like, okay, you have to write to him. You can make her you know i don't know from you know planet neptune now so i I, do not i do the idea of um well i'm not gonna get into the whole dr doom thing i mean i understand why they made changes to the character well yeah i mean i i I still i mean just like with the first movie you know you try putting him in in a a suit of armor with a green cloak oh i hated that you know it it doesn't train i mean i love dr we all love dr doom i mean we're all big fans or huge fans of dr doom I'm a fan, and even even you're not a big fan. I think he, I don't. I don't know how I feel about the character. Sometimes there's something about like, him, you know. Yeah, and, and I don't. I, I mean, the the idea of of an actual like dictator, a leader of his own country, being powerful on his own and not hiding behind an army, I think is a really amazing concept. Even yeah. though he has doom bots, yeah. So I mean, he can still take you on in a one on one fight. And you know, he he's he's a smart guy. He's arrogant, but he dabbles in the you know mysticism. Yeah. Because he, you know, he's got mommy issues and all that. He's a complex uh, character, actually, yeah. for a villain, for an early villain. Yeah. So, so he's a great character in that. He, I love his look. I mean, you know, just that's why that's one of the reasons why I did the Mister at Channels with Doctor Doom because I was like, yeah. I want to see these different artists, you know, their take on Doctor Doom. 
But again, it's one of those matters where, like, you know, you can't have Wolverine in yellow and blue costume in, in live action. It just doesn't look right. He's wearing a, a banana suit. You know, it looks yeah. silly. And the same thing with Doctor Doom. You know, you put him in a, you know, green metal, you know, green cloak. Just it looks too theatrical. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm wondering how that's going to work. And, you know, that's I. It's got to be I, like a tough job, like costume design for movies when you're trying to, like, adapt comic book characters. Yeah. Cause at least with, with the Marvel movies, it's now getting to the point where we can kind of accept it. It's like, okay, you got Captain America wearing, you know, the American flag and his, his costume and it, it's starting to look right. You know, at least with the winter soldier, they gave him the, the more, the stealth costume, I think what they call yeah. it or whatever. So it was just like blue and had to start. It's like, okay, it looks like it's part of shield and all that. And his new costume with, with the more red, even though it's, it's brighter, it, it looks right. And yeah. then, you know, you can have, you know, Black Widow and, and, and Hawkeye, they're mainly black suits, you know, that, that works. And, and then even if you take someone like Thor, he's got this big red flowing cape, but because he's from Asgard and all that, and we've seen those movies, you know, it all kind of works. So we're, we're there. It, it seems like it's easier to start putting in more costumed elements, even though they don't really wear a lot of costumes, but to, to start a new movie, I think it would be hard if all of a sudden Fantastic Four is wearing, you know, their blue costumes with the big four under. And then, you know, so I guess we'll just have to see how it goes. <laughs> we talked more on this than I thought we were going to. Yeah, we've already been like half an hour into <laughs> yeah. just the trailer and race and things a lot of you listening are probably already sick about hearing, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. well, there you we go. still so love you. If you want to know what we thought. so um, As far as TV, I so... We never really talk about Constantine because it's always on Friday and when we record this. So it's like it's almost a week. And by the time yeah. this this goes out, it's it's like a week and a half. So um, the last one that we saw as we're recording is episode 10, Quid Pro Quo. And um, you weren't too thrilled. You were just OK with this. It has some of the best and worst of the season combined into one episode. It's really, and people were really mad that I gave it a three out of five. And because they focused so much on the Chaz story here, which is brilliant. I think it is. The Chaz story is a five out of five where, um, we find out like why Chaz keeps coming back to life, you know, his past. Um, this is such an amazing episode for development for that character. However, everything else about the episode sucks. It's just like it focuses on Felix Faust, who is this, you know, in the show, he's this sorcerer who, you know, never reached his full potential when he was younger. But now he's at his full potential and stronger than everybody else. And he's a jerk. Um, and the guy playing him was pretty good. Uh, who was it? Sopranos? Sopranos was he on? I know he, he was on Sopranos. and He was on uh, Oz. So he's an HBO guy. He he was he was good, but that whole story with Constantine and Faust was ridiculous and like unbelievable. They kept saying like Faust is the strongest, you know, strongest sorcerer around there. It's like, well, why can't he handle the stuff himself? Well, maybe he wants someone else to do his bidding for him and wants power. It's, I I really just felt like all of the Faust stuff was garbage. It, it, it was just lame. But the chat stuff is brilliant. And so when it combined, you know, essentially what would have been a two star episode story with a five star story, I, I got two or three. Yeah. I mean, for Felix Faust, I mean, I wasn't like really won over by by him. I mean, he was he was OK. He was kind of weak. Yeah. I mean, he should be like more intimidating or, you know, powerful. And, he, you know, he's, he's just like kind of sitting around. It's like, you know, OK. And yeah, so. I don't know. I guess we'll I mean, the see. The guy that played him did a, a did a good job for what he was given, but yeah. but he what? But the character wasn't given much other than like, oh, you got to come to me every ten minutes to talk to me. I, I think the the one problem I have with the show is still you know the dynamic between the three between Constantine, Chaz, and and what's her name Zed. Zed, yeah. Where you know it's a lot of times you know obviously they're we're seeing more and more that they're they're there for each other. That they're willing to go all out, like you know, the, was it a couple weeks weeks ago or whatever? When um, two weeks ago was a brilliant episode. It was brilliant. when when where Constantine was in, in the in the jail. Yeah, and then that they was had such to, a good episode. They had to go back. You know, they went in. It's you know, so like they're really going all out, like trying to rescue him or help him. You know, all this. So that's great. But then I feel like there's still other points where it's like 
you know, like she doesn't really want to be there. She doesn't really trust them. You know, the whole thing is like she's being chased by her dad and, you know, she doesn't feel like she can confide in him, which, you know, she's kind of starts doing that. So it, it kind of still feels like it's going back and forth where, you know, they, they're, they're forming this bond, but then it's like, there's moments where it feels like it's not there. And it's like, yeah. well, well, why are you working with, with, you know, why are you hanging out with them if, if you're not fully committed and, I, I'm still on board that this is I and I, I know I, I change things up a lot, but this is still my currently my favorite comic book television show on the air. Hmm. I, I, I think it is brilliant. Yeah, it had a couple episodes I didn't like, but every show has a couple episodes I don't like because it's just I mean, there's there's a few shows like Walking Dead where there's a whole season I don't like. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Um, Gotham. Episode 13, Welcome Back, Jim Gordon. Yeah. 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 It's, I know there's a lot of people that hate this show. Um, I kind of accept it for what it is. Like, I understand what this show is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to explain what it is because it's kind of a silly show. But, I mean, I liked it. it. It's kind of, it was a, it was kind of an interesting story to see that. We're getting like a murder inside Gotham police station and we have to find out who did it. Yeah, that sucked, man. <laughs> so bad for that guy. And, and then at the point where they're like, he committed suicide with an ice pick to his own back. It's like, that, that's like, what we're saying. Believe that? That's what's going in the report. Case closed. So, so yeah, I mean, that's a little ridiculous. It, it's, it's still to this point that the you know majority of the police force are still cowering, cower, cower. I mean, they're still afraid. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just like like really and I thought we got over that like like a few weeks ago. Yeah. So it it's great seeing that, you know, more and more we're we're seeing Jim really stand up, really, yeah. you know, committed, trying to clean things up and you know, not backing down. That's all great. But at the same time, it's like, wow, man, this guy is really committed. You know, he's he's willing to just stand up and yell at everyone and even though, you know, even if, if the police are afraid of someone, you know, that's, that's pretty bad. And, and here Jim's like the only guy and he's like, oh, we got to take them all down. And they're like, dude, you, you're going to get killed as soon as you walk out here. And so, I mean, it, it's, it's a bit extreme, but it's, it's cool seeing that he's still going at it. He's still pushing things. And, you know, you, you see these little glimpses of where, you know, there's a slight ray trying to break through the clouds and, you know, obviously things can't get cleaned up right away because we still need Batman to come around and, you know, reason for him to be a creature of the night and all that. <laughs> but um, I, I do have to, I agree with you, your comment about the music and, and oh, maybe, maybe the score so bad. Maybe it's cause you mentioned it that I really noticed it that I, cause I was like listening for it, but yeah. there were some times I was like, wow. Um, I, what I thought was the, what bothered me more so than that was the, the gunfight at, at Fish Mooney's <laughs> club where because so, Zaz is a hitman and can't hit somebody unless they're three feet away and kneeling. There's he's he's there and there's like two people on the side of him and they're just sitting there like, like shooting and then the other people are hiding and then one the person to his left gets shot and he just like you know looks at him and then you know it's not and then he just keeps shooting. You know, he doesn't get shot and but it was just like it was just so I don't know. I want to give this episode a three now. <laughs> it's at a four now. But you know that that bothered me more to movies. Just that scene right there, where it's just, it's just, it was just too. It was almost comical, where you know it's, it's like you got this gunfight, and they're just standing there in the middle of the room while the other people are hiding and shooting, and and you know someone gets shot, and it doesn't matter. You just they're just not even ducking or hiding, and but but yeah. Uh, so other than that, <laughs> it was good. Yeah, I mean, like uh, the. the the crime syndicate stuff. And I know when I say crime syndicate, like most DC fans are going to, you know, the crime syndicate. That's not what I mean. Um, the criminal underground stuff from this show is the best. Like, I love it. I know people hate fish Mooney. Yeah. She's over the top. Again, I say that all the time, <laughs> but she's good. I like it. Um, that story aside from the, the Zaz shootout stuff is fantastic. It's a lot of fun. Um, even the Edward Nigma stuff. I love Riddler on this show. Like, I don't know why it's kind of awful, but I love it. Like, I find it like such a cool kind of watching this character become like horribly frustrated with how people like treat him like garbage day in, day out. But, he, you know, goes to work, does his job. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to the music, man, like 
I don't know. Again, I'm not like, I don't know if it's come, if I come from film and stuff and editing and writing, but like a bad score will kill a show for me. It'll kill a movie for me. And I think from the first uh, montage where Gordon is interviewing people, which is the same exact montage we got when he was at Arkham, um, that music there was awful. And from there, like I couldn't help but keep my ears on the episode because I just kept noticing it more and more. It's just like they slapped together whatever crap they had sitting around, like, you know, the stock footage. By footage, I mean audio. You know, what stock audio do we have? What, where's a oh, violin? Okay, let's put a, a boy in here, too. They didn't do that, but they might as well have. Yeah. But you, what we didn't mention is um, your favorite. Ivy was in it. Oh, man. I feel I, I don't want to bag on, on her because she's a little girl, but she is awful. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it, it, it's it's you know, I wouldn't put it on her. It's it's, you know, the direction that, that she's given when I'm you not know, putting it on the director this time. We talked about this last time when she laughed in that one episode where she was on the phone with Barbara. Mm-hmm. And then we both were like, OK, maybe, you know, maybe it's on the director this time. Like she deadpan delivers those lines. But then it is, if, if that's the case and say, OK, yeah, up cutting room floor. I mean, there were, there was really no no need for that, you know. Just, just you know, Bruce Wayne. Okay, so what was going on for those who haven't watched it? You know, Bruce Wayne and Alfred drive around um, Gotham because uh, Bruce has something for Selina, and so he's looking for her. And they see Ivy, and then so it's like, hey, can you get a message to her? So that's the only purpose she served. But it's like you you could have done something else, you know. If, if, yeah, I, but if anything. This sounds so mean. I don't really want to beg on a child actor because you know they're they're still learning the craft of acting. Which and is they're not... they're better actors than us. I mean, obviously yeah. they're, they're getting paid I don't know. gigs. I, I I think I could get. I I've been in a few short films. I can. I got Ivy. I'm better than her. Maybe you should should um, audition for season two, Ivy. Maybe maybe I should. Hi, Barbara Keen. This is Ivy. <laughs> okay, that was bad. <laughs> uh, maybe I should I should rethink my acting career already. Uh, but I I think the one thing that showing Ivy really makes me appreciate is how great was it David Mazos Mazos is as Bruce Wayne. Like yeah, it's annoying to have a kid actor in there, but he is awesome. Like when you put him in comparison to other children actors, like he hits his marks, he hits the emotional scenes. Yeah, I don't like him in the show either, but like. He's really good, so I guess keep him in there. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's like, man, this Bruce Wayne, he's a little, you know, lovesick fool, you know, getting his heart broken. Oh, don't it's you like, remember your like first love, You, man. You little, Come on. little fool, you're supposed to be tougher than that. You're Bruce Wayne, and you're letting someone... <laughs> oh, you're Poor Bruce Tony. Wayne. Your first love is the, your first love is the toughest. <laughs> oh, man. Selena was, she was just like... And obviously we know what's really going on, but she was just like, she br- brutal, the poor kid. Sometimes you got it. Sometimes you got to be mean. The clingers, man. Yeah. I was one of those clingers. <laughs> that sounds gross when you say clingers. Well, I, why are we, wait, what are you thinking? I'm not going to go into it in this podcast. Are you thinking about poop or something? Yeah, that's gross, man. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about emotional, like a relationship, emotional clinger. <laughs> Like, why do you think I married the person I dated for 16 years? Because I wouldn't let go. <laughs> she kept dumping me. I kept coming back. <laughs> okay. And this is the Matt Elfring podcast. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is. Put things into perspective. So, um, yeah. But other than that, you know, there, there's interesting okay. things like twists and stuff with Penguin. And, you know, he can't catch a break either. And, you know, so he's, you know, things go up. They go down. They skyrocket down. And then kind of jumps back up and so i don't like issue issue to issue uh episode to episode like i like the show but i think as a whole i i don't know if i like it yeah I don't know. It, it, yeah i mean it's I, I i guess for me it's you know i i i'll watch it you know it, it's entertaining you know to, yeah. to a point but i i guess because it's still this you know the mobs are in control you know fish mooney and falcone you know all this stuff i, I just feel like it, it's it's that part's not really going anywhere. I mean, at, at least with what happened in this episode with, with fish and, you know, it, it felt like it was going kind of somewhere, but then maybe it's not now. It's game of Thrones, man. That's what this is. Like that part of the show. It's got that part of Gotham is all game of Thrones. Yeah. So it, it's, but then it, at the same point, it's like, you know, I don't know what else you could do. It's like, you, you need to have that, the, the mobster element to it, 
because you know we, uh, the only other choice is to start bringing in a villain of the week, and you know we kind of have that to some extent, but it's yeah. like we can't have that because you can't bring in all these established Batman villains now. You know, create some new ones, which it you know it, it could be cool, or you know maybe it won't be as cool. You know, and and I'm sure there'd be some people like, who's this? You know, I don't know who this character is. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, let's, let's talk about something more enjoyable. The Flash, episode 11. Yes. The Sound and the Fury. <laughs> I did not like this Pied Piper actor, <laughs> but we're not supposed to. Yeah, he's really like cocky and <laughs> arrogant and everything you want in like a villain on a show. Yeah, so that's the thing. And and I guess when, when I think of Pied Piper, it's like he wasn't that bad of a guy. You know, because no, he was he was he was actually a good guy towards like what brightest day. Well, it was even way before that. It was um because when I when in in the eighties when it was Wally West, I, I think at that point Pied Piper was already reformed, and yeah. you know so he was like friends with Wally. You know he he was trying to you know he he wasn't overly active like costume wise, but every once in a while he he would. That's when they had like Chunk and um you know other so. This guy just seemed very extreme and like, you know, when he's when chucking cars off the bridge and you know, with people in there, he's like just literally killing them. And and I, I guess maybe I haven't really read a lot of Pied Piper as a villain like before the 80s. So I don't know if, if he, maybe he was a deadly killer or, or you know, maybe he just didn't care. I don't remember any. I just remember him. He, he always had like a very strong motivation and he would get other people to do his bidding for him. Yeah. But this is a very different Pied Piper. Very, very different. Um, what was cool? So, you know, he has a, a, a connection to Harrison Wells. You know, yes. they, they they worked. So, so um, and we're going to, well, I guess we, we're going to talk spoilers about this episode. Because, you know, there's a couple things. Not really spoiler stuff that's been happening for, you know, the last couple episodes, whatever. But, By the time I hear this, the <laughs> next episode would have already been on. So, yeah. Um, so... You know, we we do get some flashbacks, which was cool. You know, it's, it's kind of like uh, Arrow, but not not quite. So you know, we, we see when like Cisco first came to work, you know, at Star Labs and before the the particle reactor and all that. Um, but what was cool is is like when Harrison Wells first gets attacked, we see him actually use the speed powers. Mm-hmm. Because you know there's still that debate, even though at the end of that episode he's standing in front of the co- he's got the costume he's standing in front of it he's like Barry Allen whatever he says in, in the yeah. reverse flight. So even though they showed all that, there's still that that little lingering doubt. It's like well maybe he's not reverse Flash or maybe he's a different reverse. Flash. You know there's something like that. But the fact that we see him use his speed powers. Twice in the episode. Yeah, so it's like, wow, they actually did that. You know, they're, they're tipping that, even though, like I said, they already basically confirmed that. It, you know, yeah, Tom Cavanaugh was just like, I'm Reverse Flash. Yeah, but see, there's still the thing, um, because like the, the the first question my daughter asked is like, well, how could he be Reverse Flash when he was there? Like when he, you know, when they they captured him in that force field, and then he pulls him in, and he's like beating himself up. Oh, but I think Dwayne. What? Dawn. But see, that's, 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 that's so it's like, is there another reverse flash at some point? Um, it's future Barry Allen. Does does he, is he aware that there's any, another reverse flash? Because obviously at that point, if he's reverse flash and then some other reverse flash comes in, grabs him, brings him into the force field thing, starts beating his face, then he's like, wow, there's someone else wearing this costume and has these powers. So then the other thing is like, is it him? Because, you know, I thought about it as like, could he be doing both? There's, I don't, you know, there's, he can't be like running back and forth, you know, changing costume and not, and, you know, like yeah. punching himself and then switching, you know, that, that would be a bit too extreme, even though he appears to be faster than Barry. Cause you know, Barry it wasn't, says, wait, wasn't Eddie in that scene too, or was he not? Yeah. Cause, remember. cause there was a scene when the, the police strike force was there, all of them were spared except for, for Eddie. That's it's okay. Okay. Now that I think about that scene, it's gotta be future Eddie. Because of that, and that's because that that's happened. I think that happened in the comics too, where something similar like that happened, where where Eddie or Eobod was was spared. So we have all that, and then yeah, maybe it's future bear, you know what? You know, so there's got to be someone else. But I thought it was really cool when we see Harrison using his powers. 
Mm-hmm. So so you have that, and it it was it was. I thought there was a good balance between you know the flashbacks and seeing this and. Like I said, I didn't care for, for this guy. He's like, he's going out. He's like terrorizing things. I'm just going to wear a hood. I'm not even going to try to hide my identity or anything like that. And, you know, oh, here comes the police. I'll turn my head and look at them. They're shining their lights on me. He's like, yeah, it's me. I'll blast you. And then I'm going to go back, turn my head over here and start blasting the sign thing. I thought thing, like he he's a bad guy, but like he's doing things for what he considers the greater good, which was wells exposing the whole particle accelerator mm-hmm. mishap so like you can understand his motivation there but man he's he's an awful person yeah it's like wow it's like what you know you're, you're just really angry and you're just mad i mean you're you're mad about that so you're gonna start killing other people because you're mad that the particle accelerator was dangerous and you got kicked out or fired or whatever and it's like okay so you have all that so it it was interesting that you know iris is working at a newspaper Mm -hmm. and it was kind of funny it's like oh she was a blogger and now you know she's working for the newspaper but it's like obviously you know it there is a reason why they hired her so i I thought it was interesting that they're kind of flushing her out because i was like she just works at a coffee shop which not there's anything wrong with working at a coffee shop but she seems to have an extravagant lifestyle. Yeah. She has some nice clothes. Yeah, because I was wondering, because, you know, so you have her dad who, you know, yeah, he's been on the force for a while. He's And, you know, maybe he bought his house a long time ago. Maybe it's paid off for by now. But, you know, like you say, yeah, she dresses nicely. And, and I mean, how, what kind of tips is she getting? It's like, yeah, it's, it must be expensive coffee or I don't know. So um, yeah, it, it's all interesting, and but at at the end, well, your your friend Tom Clancy brought up a good point. I don't know if you saw it, where um, he he tweeted that you know he's he's enjoying the Flash, but he's not sure how he feels about where all the villains are kept. That you know you know they're they're kept in the particle accelerator thing, whatever. You know, there's yeah. no food or water or anything like that. And I I I just I guess that that kind of bothers me that they're doing that. Because it's like, who is it? Just the three of them that know, you know, is it just or four? Because uh, who who takes care of them? You know, who who and who's going out buying foods, buying supplies? It's like, oh wait, someone's got to run to Costco. We mentioned Costco again, not not sponsored. <laughs> trying to get a sponsorship. Someone's got to run out to Costco and buy some toilet paper for all these prison cells that you know they're starting Cisco to get. Cisco does it all, I guess. So. I mean, but it's, it's like, you know, who's taking the time to, and, and when did they build all it? Cause you know, if, if you're going to have these dangerous guys and each room is, is specifically designed to contain that, that special person, you know, you have to have some way to get the supplies into them, you know, some little like drawer thing. Cause you know, uh-huh. if you have that guy that could turn into the mist, that looks like Mr. Zaz, yes. you know, you can't just open a drawer cause then whoosh, he's out, he's free and you're dead. You don't. So they, they got to do, and that's the thing. It's like, they don't show all these guys. It's like. Do they get anything in there? Because it doesn't appear there's even a bathroom. You know, do they get a TV? Do they get anything to read? Do they just sit there all day? I mean, they would go out of their minds. If you think like like someone that was put in there in like episode three, you know, we're in episode eleven now, and it's like what they've been doing all this time. And they've been um, no miss. Yeah, what would you do in like a? Was it like a, I, not even 10 by 10, no way. Like and seven by seven? Yeah, no missing persons reports. Like, oh, you know, where's this guy? Yeah, you know, he kind of had a questionable background, you know, hung around with some bad people. I haven't seen him in a while because he's just disappeared. Captain Cole's going to break them all out. Yeah, I mean, you know what's going to happen. It's going to explode and there goes Star Labs. Yeah. yeah they're, everyone's going to get out and then it's going to be. They're going to start that particle accelerator back up. It's going to happen. But see, what, what my reply to Tom was. They particle accelerate their poop into food. <laughs> you always go right to feces, Tony. Well, where do they go to the bathroom? There's there would be like a pile of of excrement sitting in the corner of their room, but they're not. When they show them, it's like it's it's nice and clean because it, it all they recycle. I mean, I don't think there's going to be an episode of The Flash where they cover the cleanliness of these cells. I don't know. They could at least mention it. They're always mentioning little things. It's like, oh, whose turn is it to clean it out? 
Oh, well, that, that is incredibly dark that they keep him in there. Like that's <laughs> it horrifying. Sucks. It's just like you know what, what gives them the right. And then uh, um, Joe, he's just like, yeah, lock him up. I'm a police officer my whole life. Dead. They they don't need a you know trial or anything. They don't have any rights. That's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Lock these guys up, even though you have no jurisdiction, nor do you have any authority over anything. Yeah, it's basically like corporation saying we're going to build our own prison and we're going to lock them up and and yeah. we're not going to try to copy their powers or manipulate or do build other things. Because, you know, that's what that's that's what Wells is doing. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. It's still weird. Like the whole, you know, because it's like. He has that like future knowledge. You know, we, we saw it like the newspaper. There's like yeah. a crisis, something happening. Uh, so it's like, is there, um, I mean, I, I think they mentioned that, you know, they're going to use the, the, the time trend treadmill. So it's like, has he already gone to the future, you know, to, to get that data and maybe that, that computer that talks to him and, and that secret room that the way it, you know, opens up and all that. Yeah. Is he or, you know, is he from the future or did he travel to the future and brought some stuff back? I don't think he traveled to the future because this past episode we saw like his powers are kind of in flux. Yeah, but but maybe, you know, before Barry, they they weren't, you know, they they worked better. And maybe it's just getting it it could be now that Barry's there, you know, the the speed force is being split, kind of how like Captain Marvel used to be, you know, when when Billy Batson was was. Captain Marvel, he had full power. Then when Freddy said Captain or Shazam, Captain Marvel, then he, I think, I think it was he got like half the power, which to me that never really made sense. If if that's correct, so here it's like you know Captain Marvel's fighting bad guy. Oh, I need help. Hey, turn into Captain Marvel Junior. Now I got half my power. And then here comes Mary Marvel. Now I got a third of my power. So I don't know if the Speed Force, like you know, maybe it's being split now because Barry's you know just. Yeah. Doing things all the time and, you know, using it up or. And if you read the comics, you know that the speed force is a very touchy thing. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. We'll have to see. But I, I'm definitely I, I'm really digging this show. Um, yeah, it's 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 definitely better than Gotham and Constantine, I would say. You say I see. Yeah, Constantine's still above Flash for me, but Flash is a very close second. OK, then we had. Um, Agent Carter episode four, the Blitzkrieg button. <laughs> One of the Baldwin's got shot. Uh, so, um, what did you think of this episode? Um, I was kind of in and out because I was working today while watching it. Um, oh god, I almost just confused it with the episode of Arrow this week. <laughs> I. It, it wasn't enough to to hold my attention, which is kind of a good thing because I got stuff written. But um, I, I do kind of like overall enjoy the show. I, I kind of need to give this episode a, a reviewing because there's certain moments that really stick out in my mind. Aside from one of the Baldwin's getting shot, um, a Gatling handgun. That's always nice. Um, I, I do like the fact that it doesn't feel like it's just invention of the week, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Mm hmm. I like the fact that Howard Stur- Stur- You just got an email. Yeah, I did. Was it from you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yep, it is. It is definitely from you as I'm talking. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, yeah. So they did they did do away with it because that was the whole thing. The, the problem that we kind of had is like, oh, we got to find Stark's weapons. We got to find Stark's you know invention. And then they got most of them. You know, and yeah. so they're kind of okay now. Now that 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 problem problem is kind of solved. <laughs> Problem. problem. Yeah. Uh, so um so it's kind of nice that in, instead of like being on the search and plus the fact that you know Howard Stark actually came back because you know I, I'm not sure what you know Dominic Cooper's um schedule is like, but you know, obviously he hasn't been in all the episodes. So it was nice to see him back. I thought they were kind of going a little overboard with like how much of a womanizer he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know, everyone sees, you know, because Peggy sneaks him into her apartment, which is like one of those old timey places where like men are not allowed past the first floor. And, and so, you know, they needed to put him somewhere because everyone's looking for him. They think he's a traitor. So every time she turns around, he's like, you know, in someone else's apartment and like lipstick <laughs> all over. A lady. Hey, hey, you so yeah, that was a bit much, but it's like, okay, you know, that that's fine. But, um, uh, so 
the whole thing with the with what she was after Peggy was looking for the Blitzkrieg button, which really wasn't what they said. Yeah. So that that was kind of interesting. That you know, to me, it felt like it, it tied it back to the cinematic universe. It's like, hey, here's a character. It's like, yeah, remember she was in the Captain America movies, and that here here's a connection to Captain America again. Just just to remind you. So I like that. But what did you think about her neighbor, Dottie? Oh, I don't remember Dottie. Dottie, when the 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 dude, Mister Mink, he had that gun, and yeah. he's he's about to, you know, he's looking for Peggy. Didn't you see that? Like towards the end. Oh no! Towards the end is when I was writing something. Oh, because then um, no, it, was, it was just my Hulu was just playing. Okay, point. well you'll want to see just that because okay, so she's you know she comes out of her her place and then. The guy's like, like, where's Peggy Cutter? And then she looks at, it, she's like, is that an automatic pistol? And she's like, I want that. And then so he turns a gun on her, and she does this crazy, like bouncing off the walls, like and like takes him out. It was a little bit, it was kind of like 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 Black Widow in Iron Man Two. Maybe that's Black Widow's mother, grandmother. Or maybe she's, uh, what's her name, Yelena? Yelena Balava, Balava. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The other, because um, I think you know, there's been mention of like, like, because there was like some some Russian guys that were killed, and and or there was like this massacre in Russia. So it's, it's also like that there was mention of a massacre that happened, but it wasn't the Germans that did it. So like, was that the Winter Soldier? Does it have anything to do with her? Does it have anything to do with like the the Black Widow, the Red Room program thing? See, or is she just working for Leviathan? So there is all that. Post and, your theories below. Yeah. And um, there's also a big cameo in this episode. From like, the singer cameo. So I guess you didn't see that then. Saying word up. No, no, I didn't. All right, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Someone, I got to rewatch it. Someone had, yeah, you do. Someone had a cameo. Because I actually like enjoyed what I saw on like, another show that we're about to talk about. Yeah. Um, and then there's Arrow, Midnight City. So... Um, what what I what I like about Arrow now, and I wish they they would have kind of done a little little more, is um so with the mid season finale, it's like it's like oh, Green Arrow's dead. Now what's going to happen? So when the show comes back, we kind of see that you know what what are the rest going to do? You know we we have Roy, we have Felicity, we have Diggle, and then there's now Laurel and and you know Ray Ray Palmer. Is you know trying to build a battle suit, whatever is Superman? Suit. You mean? Yeah. So you know it, it's it's interesting to see. It's like okay, what what are all these people going to do if there's no arrow? There's no green arrow, and you know we're we're seeing them. They're still trying to keep the, the streets clean and you know fight any bad guys that, that show up. So all that's kind of interesting. But then there's a the fact. It's like well, we know where Ali is. So you know that that kind of takes away a little bit of it. I felt like they could have. I guess maybe done it for, for, they didn't even do it for a complete episode. It's like, oh, he's alive. Yeah. You know, and obviously we know they can't kill him because, you know, he's the star of the show, but it, it would have been interesting if, if they did it at least past one episode, you know. Yeah, because or, the end of last week's episode, like, it's just like, <gasps> that yeah, was the end. That, that's the thing. It's, it's like, it wasn't even one complete episode. It's like by the end of the episode, you're like, oh, he's alive. So, but he's, he's not back yet because obviously he was dead. And, you know, you can't just get up from that, which he tried to do. And so it's interesting. I, I'm not digging um, Laurel as, as Black Canary. I hate it. That's, that's actually when the show lost me is when she came in and was fighting. Cause I, I was done. And, and you know, they're, they're trying to sh- explain, you know, where, you know, she, she knows she's not her sister. But, I, you know, I did like her sister as Black Canary. You know, I, I thought she was great. And, you know, and, and maybe that, that made it mean more when she was killed. But uh-huh. it's just like there's still, you know, Laurel isn't as bad as she got. I think it was a second or third season where she was just really annoying. And, you know, it, it's it's interesting to see her. You know, she's trying. You know, she knows she has, you know, severe limitations. You know, she's not that skilled. You know, she's just starting off. But I don't know. It's just it's it's just a bit much. Like I I think, you know. I might want to move to Starling City because it seems like it's so easy to just become fit and and skilled and apparently you know, so, so you just gonna move there and it's just like hang out and drink the water or something and you know, 
start getting, you know, six packs and being able to sh- shoot bow and arrows and take people out with the heel of your high heel shoe. So I'd love to wear some high heel shoes and have a six pack. So, and then, you know, it, it's great that, that, um, Merlin, John Barrowman's, you know, in the show, but I'm just, I'm not, not really feeling that, that storyline too much. You know, it's like, I don't know where they're going to go with her and like, or with him and Thea, you know, that, that whole bit. So, but you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I think if, if I were to rate them, I think I would put this above Gotham. I'd put it below God. I, I just can't get into it. I keep trying and it's just, you're just yeah. against six packs. Yeah, I am. I like, I like a nice 24 pack. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. And um, I didn't see the, the, the scenes for next week. So I'm not even sure what's, what's going on, but um, yeah, good, good shows. Uh, we have the zombie. When was that again? March. I believe so. They did release a, a teaser for Agents of Shield when that comes back, and it, you know because there's a whole thing about Sky and her new abilities. Uh oh. Because I I still wonder like I I think I think it was when I I did the podcast with my daughter. It's, you know, is three months going to pass on the show, or is the show going to pick up where that mid season finale left off? Because you know it it would. It seems like the way, like it went from season one to season two, like those months in between the seasons, they actually pass in the show, and that's how the Marvel Studios movies work. You know, like so when we see Captain America again, it's like it'll be like a year since Winter Soldier, and I guess he still hasn't found Bucky or whatever. So I I like that they do that. They they acknowledge it's like okay, the actors, you know, they're going to age in between. We don't have to try to cover it up. It's like. No, you look a little a little rough around the eyes since we last saw you. It was just <laughs> last week. So I, I just wonder if, if they're gonna do that because with with what happens to Sky, you know, that's obviously a huge change in her character and you wanna see how she deals with it right away. But if we're talking three months, you know, th- there's a lot that can happen. You know, in three months you can kind of get the hang of it a little mm-hmm. bit. So I just wonder how they're gonna do that. It kind of almost seemed like maybe it's going to pick up right away because I, I think like the others didn't know or she was talking to someone like there's something happened to me or so I don't know. There's that. Um, and I guess that is it. That's all the shows and we spent a ha- half of this episode talking about the Fantastic Four trailer. Yeah. So that's um, fine. Yeah. So next week. There may or may not be an episode. It probably will. I keep saying that, you know, I, there's going to be one. <laughs> probably, yeah. I, I keep saying, it's like, I got so much to do on Thursdays. Like, you know, I got to take a week off, but, um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll probably be back and there's still plenty of shows that are on this week. So we will do that. Um, I, I'm not planning on, on, on a guest. Someone did bring up, um, I don't remember where it was that they, they enjoyed a guest, but I, I, I guess the, the thing with the guests is it's kind of like hit or miss. Yeah. Because, you know, some people will listen every week, you know, regardless who's on. But there's some people it's like, it's like, yeah, I don't know who that that person is or I don't like what that person, you know, works on. or So I, I can see where, you know, with so many different podcasts out that some people might be selective with that. So someone's like, like, why don't you just do another podcast <laughs> and just, you know talk about the tv shows in that and i was like this is our tv show podcast yeah yeah i mean there's no way we're gonna do a third podcast um we tried that and it went under yeah i mean and and that's that's what people need to understand is you know you know podcasts are not profitable and you know we're we're taking this time where we could be working on other things and we have so many other things that we want to do that we can't get to so there's no way we could do another one Unless people paid for it, and then 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 we'll talk. So that's that's not going to happen. But yeah, so we will still have the occasional guests on. Um, I'm not like actively pursuing, but every once in a while, you know, either they may ask me or I may say, hey, you know, I haven't talked to this person in a while, and I I just want to talk to them because it's fun to talk to you know your friends and that. So well, so. we still have to do two more Bucciolato episodes. Yeah, I don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, I'm leaving that up to him. 
But yeah, so that is the episode. I didn't ask for questions. There is a Facebook page. So if you just look up, you know, Supermassive Podcast Invincibly, I, I don't remember what it's, you know, you, you should be able to find it. <laughs> I don't remember the title of my super long podcast. Uh, well, I, I can find it. It's um, it's super it's facebook.com slash supermassive podcast of stuff. So super massive podcast of stuff. You can well, so we can talk about whatever you want on here. It doesn't have to be about comics at yeah. all. So that, that's why you know, when we had the guests on, you know, we talk about their stuff. We talk about other stuff. Talk about Godzilla. We're talking about Hero. Costco. So, so yeah, it's, it's stuff. So, I mean, that, that was also supposed to be the, the reason to have this along with the weekly podcast. Cause the weekly podcast, we talk about the comics and, and the news. So this is, some of the other stuff that sometimes falls between the cracks. Like, you know, we spent, you know, 27 minutes talking about the Fantastic Four trailer. There's no way we can do that on a weekly podcast when, you know, we have so much other stuff to do. And some people say the podcast is too long as it is at two and a half hours. We're going eight next week. Uh, you're going to, I'll, I'll stop at I two and a half to, hours. I still have to read comics. I haven't read anything except yeah. for what I reviewed. I'll stop at two and a half hours. Busy. You and Corey can, can go keep talking. Okay, we'll just be wrestling. For, for five and a half wrestling. hours. That's it. Yeah. All right. We got to wrap this up. So thanks for listening. Uh, Keep watching all the shows. Listen to the other podcast. Subscribe to this on iTunes. Like it on Facebook. Um, Do the same with the other one. The other one doesn't have a Facebook, um, but it has a subscription thing. Um, Yeah. Keep listening and we'll keep doing this. And if you have questions, you can ask on the Facebook page. You can ask in the comments here. I, I keep saying, you know, maybe I'll start a thread again. There is the Ask G-Man video thread, but I think that one's basically done. Um, I, I check it once in a while. There may, you know, a question or two pops up. But that is it. Thanks. Let us know what you thought of the Fantastic Four trailer, what you think of these episodes, and we'll talk to you again next week. So, so my, question, my is, question is, could it be? We don't know. And I would like to ask you which comic book does affect you most emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. That's the question. I'll shake your head. I love Alan This is a John Byrne. I love Alan Davis. I wasn't a fan of this. That's the question. You can't blame the immediate creative team. I give this a two. <laughs> the question is, is the guy going to say, it's clobbering time? I hope so. You better clobber them. <laughs>